What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. And I know that you are here to listen to the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. And today I found Mary Henderson. I'm so glad she's here because I know a lot of you guys are like these online business and entrepreneurs, so you're going to have a lot of fun. So she is an internationally recognized personal branding and digital business specialist. See, I told you. She helps service-based business owners become the authority in their niche and their industry. So Mary, I really wanted you here because of the fact that I do have a really great audience and a lot of great, um, you know, clients and stuff that are all service-based. So before we get into the nitty-gritties of Mary, tell us a little bit more about who you are. And thank you for being here. Thank you, Nina. Thank you so much for having me. Well, first of all, I'm from Australia and I live in Melbourne. Uh, so that's the first thing off the bat. Absolutely. And, you know, I you're absolutely right. I work with industry experts, predominantly people that have uh, accumulated a minimum of 10,000 hours in their knowledge, wisdom and skill set. And I convert that into a brand, a personal brand, and also a, typically a coaching or a consulting business um, and, and, and more importantly, an online coaching business. Um, and that's essentially what I do as my vocation. But I think the most important thing about my story, Nina, is that, you know, I get to call what I can do with ease and grace my vocation. And hopefully we can touch on that in this interview today. Mm. Yeah, I, I would like to touch on that. I also want to touch on, you know, why you got into this industry, right? Because I'm not sure what you did before. So I would love to get into that. Like, who were you before who, oh, the Mary you are today? And then kind of like your transition and how you became, um, you know, uh, leading people into their personal branding. So who was Mary? Like, how you know, what were you about before? Well, personal branding for me actually started in year 2000. That was 22 mm-hmm. years ago. That's when I that's when that sliding door moment happened. So I was I started my career in corporate and then around 2000 that was sort of when I was starting to climb up the ranks in the tech industry and remembering year 2000 that the whole world was supposed to shut down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're all waiting for it, Mary. (laughs) I was in the thick of that and nothing happened. In fact, it was so exciting. So Mm -hmm. I was in an industry that was um, just booming. It was thriving. It was exciting. And uh, I just was at the right place at the right time. I had an amazing opportunity to build a uh, a tech uh, or a, a a portfolio within a tech business that was a declining $8 million. And I converted that into a $22 million business in 18 months. Now, that's a very important start to my story or origin to my story, because it was that that position um, opened up this notion around personal branding. I was in a situation, I left that meeting, I realized, oh my God, I've got an opportunity here. There's there is a sliding door moment. I either do what everyone else would do and try and and just walk an uphill battle, or 
I solved this complex problem, put my heart and soul into it, and then build a brand around it. It's exactly what I did. And so because I knew if I could do that, Nina, that I would be able to command my own demand. And I was very Mm -hmm. conscious of what I was doing. So 18 months after I built this phenomenal business, created an entire brand in the tech industry here in Australia, uh, I was headhunted by a, an America, a tech company in California and uh, to run their Asia Pacific region in the capacity of VP of sales. And again, that was a startup in Australia. Uh, the headquarters were based in Australia and I grew that business from 4 million. They had acquired another business that was valued at 4 million and I grew that to 54 million in 48 months with a sales team where I created every individual in my sales team, not as job descriptions, but as brands. So I knew that I could do something with that knowledge that I had gained in the previous experience. Except, Nina, like everyone else, we just think that everyone does what we do. You know, you don't think that there's something special about that approach. You say, oh, you know what, it's just it's everyone can do that. So in 2005, I started my entrepreneurial journey. I really wanted to have my own business. That was always my dream. There was a moment in time, again, uh, crossing doors, a moment where I thought it's now or never. So I started my uh, my own business. I had a software company for seven years, uh, and that was phenomenal because that's where I really learned how to design frameworks, understand user experience. Uh, our my company specialized in building web based membership systems for the academic sector, so for students. And you know, it was there was a big hole in that uh, in that space in that sector. Mm. So I was able to fill it. We grew an amazing business at the seven year mark. Uh, three hours after giving birth to my second son, I just laid in, in, in the hospital bed. I reached out to get my uh, lip balm. My business card fell out. And in that moment, I was like, oh, my God, my whole life is driven by labels. Like mm-hmm. this business card is actually defining who I am and what I am. And I and I didn't love that company I created. It, it. I knew that that was not my purpose. Mm-hmm. I knew it was stepping stone, but I didn't love going to work every day. And after my son was born, literally three hours after, I knew that I would resign from my own company. Two weeks later, I resigned from my own company. My accountants were freaking out. I mean, I was running a, a, a turning over seven figures a year, you know, I had right. and he's like, what are you doing? Like, are you, right. this is hormonal. I said, oh no, this is not hormonal. <laughs> hormonal. Right. This is a moment and I'm going to take this moment. So what happened, Nina, is I took 12 months sabbatical in all of 12, uh, 2012. I literally just walked away from everything that wow. I would call my reality, friends, credit cards, uh, social circles, you know, every, like, I mean, everything. I literally locked myself in my home and I had to go and find me. And I had, in that 12 months, I had two amazing mentors. One was a professor in philosophy. The other one was a, a, a teacher in the emotional body. But the professor in philosophy opened my mind. It was in that 12-month period where I started to unpack all of my my natural state of being. What am I in my natural state of being? Who am I? What can I do with ease and grace? And when I was able to admit as simple as anyone can do right now that, hang on a minute, I'm actually 
really good at sales. I'm really good at designing uh, algorithms, frameworks, understanding consumer behavior in the digital standpoint, understanding uh, how to build software from, from back to front, understanding what the consumer wants and building a product for the consumer. Um, and also, um, you know, I, I also understood uh, personal branding. So when I was able to merge those three things together, the next logical question was, can I solve a problem based on that inventory? And the answer was, hell yeah. And so that's when I then took the next leap. And it took me three years, Nina, three years to design my program, the frameworks to support it, because I really wanted an outcome-driven solution. I didn't want to create personal branding based on colors and, you know, all these fame, get-rich-quick scheme type of a mindset. I wanted to create a way where I could commercialize it. That was my goal. And Mm. three years later, 2015 was when I actually transitioned into full coaching. Wow. Wow. That's, that's a really great story. And so do you think that that, that 12 month time, because you were talking about digital space, right? But then you got into the human element, right? Do you think the 12 months of really trying to find yourself was what made you realize, okay, there's something here where people really need to find themselves for me to solve this problem. Is that part of the the journey for you? Absolutely. You know, I did not realize the importance of unpacking myself. I actually realized it. Because what happens, Nina, we're all on the hamster wheel, especially Mm -hmm. those Mm -hmm. of us that are in corporate. Even when you leave corporate, it the mind shift requires a lot of effort. You actually have to stop and you have to detach because being an entrepreneur is not the same as being a VP of sales in a corporation where you've got an entire infrastructure to support you. When you're an entrepreneur, you're on your own. You know, you've got to go and find a tribe of people that are going to support you and balance you out. Because what happens as well, Nina, is that a lot of, and this is certainly my situation, is when you're in corporate, in, in my situation, I had a big team. So my team could balance me out. I could be masculine. There were feminine energies. We all could balance each other out. I could delegate. People could do things that I didn't want to do, that I wasn't good at. I'm not a good micromanager. So in my own business, it was me. I had no tribe that could balance me out. So I was showing up in my entrepreneurial journey at the beginning as masculine energy. It was like, go, 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 fight, 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 win, win, win. And that doesn't work in the entrepreneurial journey. So when that 12-month period was so critical for me because it, it was literally unpeeling the layers of who, what is my purpose? Like, yeah. what does that mean? That's not easy. And exactly. But what I realized is that a purpose lies in the things that you can do with ease and grace. That's actually where purpose lies. Mm-hmm. We see our knowledge, wisdom, and skill set as internal inventory. Then we can see it as real, real currency. I call that true currency. Mm-hmm. So, Yes, to your answer your question in the long form, I think that it's very important to get off the hamster wheel and just be in a space where you can, you know, you don't have to leave your job and 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 you know and just hibernate. I think that what we have to do is we've got to create a structure around us that gives us permission to, uh, you know, give give that aspect of ourselves time. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what, Mary, that's so powerful. And I want, you know, all of you guys who are listening to understand, she did say you don't have to leave your job. Just letting you guys know that, because you know what, I think it's, we don't know how to pause, Mary. We don't know how to pause, you know? Um, and I don't, you know, I know for a lot of the women, because I, uh, I do have a really active audience, which is fantastic. Yes. And we talk a lot and I, I see that they're go-getters too. I have also that very masculine energy where I'm like, we got to win. It has to be right. This is what we're doing. Right. I climb the ladder very quickly and everything that I do because that's, it, that's just how I'm built. Right. But yeah. you're right about the entrepreneur part because you do have to take a pause. Right. Was that scary for you to take that pause? Was it, was it something that you went through and we're like, Oh wait, I'm not good at X, you know, like how did you start to go from, okay, I'm doing this on my own to building out your team. What was that strategy for you? I, I I think that you know the 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 key we have to remember is that you, being on your own is also a choice as well, right? right so because right. you know, the That's thing good. is that I, yeah. I could have actually reached out and created a tribe in my entrepreneurial journey. You know, I, it, it wasn't that hard. It's just that I think that I had the mindset, like a lot of women, especially and men, you know, I can do it on my own. I don't need anyone's help. Like I'm going to prove to everyone I can do it on my own. But that actually is actually quite dangerous, you know, yeah. because we, we we really have got to look at that from the standpoint of of being in an expansive energy field. You know, more, you know, two, three, four, ten minds are far more powerful than one. You know, I've always said that when you when you're building a team in a corporation. Remember, it's different. You've got an infrastructure to back you. It's a very, very different uh, approach. It's a you've got a whole different system to back you. You've got funds. You've got money. You've got you're receiving your salary on the fifteenth of every month, right. guaranteed. When right. you're on the entrepreneurial journey, we've got to create that income. We've got to create the team. And and what I love about where we've arrived now in 2022 is it's so easy to build a team nina it's you don't need an infrastructure you know there's virtual assistants in abundance that are yeah. outstanding yeah. at at their skill set you know i have four assistants that surround me that take on very specific tasks that i need them to do i don't want one person doing 10 things i want right. one person right. to do one specific thing because we're really good at that. So good. Yeah. And I think that's the mindset we have to embrace. We don't need one person that can do everything and burn them out. No. Even when I was in my corporate uh, uh, life and I had a massive sales team, it was the same mindset. It was like, you are really, really into fashion and, you know, you're, you know, in the, in the vibe of what's happening right now. This portfolio is going to be a perfect match for you because when you and that client get together, guess what? You're going to start from a like-minded zone. That's going to be really easy for you to sell. That was my mindset and nothing's changed since that. So I think that when we're building teams, we don't have to go and look at an infrastructure that's going to cost us that arm and a leg. It's looking at individuals who can take on tasks to make it easy for us. Yeah, that's so good, Mary, because, you know, that's uh, that's funny because one of my VAs was like, you know, oh, what, you know, I can do that, too. And I can do that, too. And I said, no, 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 I don't need one person to do 50 things because that's that's not going to serve me at all. And if you go down for the count or I can't get in contact with you, you have 50 things of mine that I need done. I can't I can't do that. Right. But that's really wise. And I love that you said that. And because I'm always telling 
you know, all of these entrepreneurs that come to me, all these CEOs, I'm always like, you have to build a village. It's going to take a village. You can't do it alone. Just the same way, like you said earlier, we can't even do it alone when we're getting that paycheck on the 15th from that company that we're on. We yeah. need a team. Same thing, you know? So Mary, I want to ask you, how do you take your client? So let's say someone calls you, they want to work with you. What's your journey with that client? And well, this is the, the interesting thing, uh, Nina, that that journey that I had in that 12 month sabbatical, I completely frameworked that because what awesome. was interesting about that 12 month journey, it wasn't about just having conversations with a professor and philosopher, you know, every day and talking about Socrates and Plato and all that sort of wonderful, you know, conversations, which I could go on forever. But right. the thing is that it was, <clears throat> it was his approach to unpacking me, to unraveling the true core Mary. That was the goal. And I'm thinking to myself, where is this guy taking me? But we did a very profound exercise. He said, I want you, Mary, I want you to write about your life story in the first 21 years of your life in first person. I'm like, how do I know what happened to me at one? He said, he said, let the soul write for you. Don't you write. It's, this is not a linear exercise. I'm like, well, this, this guy's lost the plot. What is wrong with this guy? Like, where is he taking me? Like, seriously? Right. I'm going to write a story about the first 21 years of my in first person. Like, okay. So I get off this call and I'm thinking, I get the journal out and I've got, and he, and he says, and you must write in a lead pencil. You must. And I'm like, this is now going to a whole place that I've never been Right. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I get the journal out and I'm trying to write. Um, today I was I'm, I, I was born and I'm like, well, that, I don't understand what this means. So it took me and we kept on meeting every week. And he goes, "How you? How's your story going?" I said, "It's still going. I haven't even. I, haven't, I, don't, I can't start it. I didn't even know where to start. Don't worry." Right, right, right. Anyway, it took about three weeks. It was like a two o'clock in the morning. I had this, you know, this 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 moment. I'm like, I've got to write the story. I just have to write the story. Mm -hmm. So I opened the journal, grabbed my grey lead pencil, sitting in the dark, 2 o'clock in the morning with a little light. And Nina, I start writing. I start writing and I can't stop. But it wasn't even writing. It was mm -hmm. the most, it was like something came over me. I, I I was writing. I didn't know what I was writing. It was the the hand, something was got, something was writing. But I wrote so much that that two o'clock in the morning till 6 a.m 7 a.m in the way i kept on writing writing writing, and then the flow just started happening now i finished that first 21 years of my life in fact i actually went to the first 30 years of my life and being a tech person of course i have to take that information and put on an excel spreadsheet because i wanted to see patterns right <laughs> Right, I mean, of course. It's just almost spearing on psychotic, right? So I, I get the Excel spreadsheet. I start dumping all this information, but I was interested in, in in the information that I was writing by year. I was looking at things like how was I feeling, what was what 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 was what was happening at that time, was I happy, was I sad, just really basic stuff. But you know what was so important about that exercise is that I did see patterns. Suddenly I could see when I when things were going really great for me that they they would evoke very positive emotions, but also I was doing something that I loved or I was good at. 
And I could see this pattern emerging. So now I'm looking at this thing thinking, oh, God, uh, when I was doing performing arts, when I was singing, I had private singing, uh, voice coaching since the age of five. Uh, every time I could put singing in there or dancing or anything to do with performing arts, oh, my God, you could see the light just going light bulbs, right. light, light bulbs. So I'm looking at this spreadsheet and I'm like, so what, now I've got to go back and be a singer at like right. the age of 30? Like, right. where right. stop right down too well? You know, so but then I thought, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, that was my talent. That The talent was singing. The gift was the voice. Mm. What the hell mm. am I going to do with the gift? Because I can awesome. channel the gift in another way. So yeah. I started to unpack all of these moving parts, so my values, attributes, all the attributes. And then I took that and I converted that into an actual algorithm. It is a software now. It's a SaaS system. It's amazing. And what I do with people is I take them through that process first and foremost. Why do I take them through that process? Because I want to know who you are in your natural state of being. I want to know what your values are. I want to know your gifts. I want to know your talents. I need to understand what your drivers are so that when we're at creating okay. or branding architecture, yeah. it's the truth. It's the right. brand. I was just going to say truth. that, yeah. It's authentic. Yeah. It's right. authentic. Otherwise, right. if you say to me, I want to be like Oprah or I want to be like uh, J-Lo, I'll be like, I don't know how to create you as J-Lo when you haven't got J-Lo. I don't even know who J-Lo is. I don't know what her attributes are. Right. But, why can't I just create you as you, the way that you were intended to be created? And then then that's part one. Then part two, Nina, is I look at the inventory. Tell me about your knowledge, wisdom and skills. I want to know what you can do with ease and grace. Tell me everything. Even if it's playing tennis, you know, cooking, I don't care. Just tell me anything that you can do with ease and grace. So I collect all of that uh, internal inventory because to me that's currency. Yeah. And then I look at that and I say, okay, you know, with that, we can create a solution to this problem. So then again, we get the Excel spreadsheet and I start to lay out all of that inventory into an actual program that can solve a problem for a business or a human being. Wow. And, and it targets a very, very specific problem. And that's part two. Part three is then we do all the digitalization part. So we start to digitize the actual brand and the experience that we want the prospect to have when they land on my digital assets, my website, my strategy calls, my uh, social media uh, um, uh, content, you know, the, the sales process, the everything for me is must be experiential. And the final part is wrapping all of that with a layered lead generation strategy. Because remember what I said at the beginning, if you can't commercialize your personal brand, what is it? What right. is it? Right. I can't build my personal brand. I can only define it. But if I give all of my prospects and my clients an ecstatic Mary Henderson brand experience, guess what? They're going to build my brand and it makes my life very, very easy. So all of these moving parts are critical moving parts in my methodology. Yeah. And that's how that's the process that I would take somebody through. Yeah. And that sounds really powerful because it's very different than just, um, you know, hiring someone, let's say, on Fiverr to do yeah. your personal branding. Right. right. Because. I love that, Mary. And that's why I said authentic, because it is very, very hard to live up to something that's not authentically you. 
You know, um, it is, it's really easy for me to say to you, yeah, I'm going to be the next Spanish Oprah, Mary. Right. <laughs> but if I don't have, you know, that authenticity to guide me through that, then yeah. the truth is, is I'm going to, I'm never going to come off authentically. And it's going to be kind of like your story in the beginning when you're like, I don't even like the business I built. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that sucks, right? When you get to that point and you're like, oh man, I built this business. It's very successful. I don't even like it. Right. Well, you know, so, if it comes an uphill battle, that's yeah. the problem. So you're yeah. constantly going against the grain and you're like, what's wrong with me? Then you go into self-doubt. That causes other issues. Right. So, so it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not, it's, we don't have to go against the grain. We can go with the grain. We just need to know how to do it. Yeah. And it's a very strategic way to do it, Mary, because, um, you know, to get somebody to go through all of those steps and to really come out to authentically who you are, because a lot of us struggle with that. Right. Like you even said, the self-doubt and all that, because we do have self-doubt and we have imposter syndrome and we have all of that. And so yeah. when even when somebody's um, when you hear a lot of compliments about the same quality, you don't even believe that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You start to even question that, even though 20 people have complimented you on that same thing, right? Do you find that as well? Absolutely. I mean, look, the thing is, at the end of the day, you know, if we don't show up authentically, and I mean, this is this is my philosophy on authenticity, and I and it's a bit woo-woo, but I, I really, really love this explanation. It's like, Nina, you would know if I was not authentic, not because right. of what I say or how I show up no, physically, but it's like, our, yes, our souls are also having a conversation and that's invisible. Mm -hmm. I can't see your soul, you can't see me, but you can feel me. Mm -hmm. You know if I'm authentic. It's just It just comes down to that one feeling that so something's not right, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not connecting with this person, you know, or whatever. That to me is where authenticity lives. It's that when I can feel, it's like the moment you and I got on this call, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be, I already know yeah. that amazing right i did too yeah million millionth of a second i was like yep this is like next level so but that's because i felt that that soul connection immediately right, and right. on social media it's even more important to come across as authentic yeah. because yeah. the noise on social media yeah. is getting louder and louder so our job as content creators as business owners who want to serve that's that's why mm -hmm. we do this mm -hmm. we want to serve on a much bigger scale we have to figure out how to on one hand be strategic and deliberate right. because we don't want to waste time and on the other hand we also need to understand how to be authentically and, and unapologetically ourselves mm -hmm. we need to feel comfortable saying what other people are not comfortable in saying and be yeah. able to own that and when we can own that that's when we start to pull people into our ecosystem and this is another important thing uh nina is that when I take people through that process, the purpose of it is at the end of the journey is that I want them to create a pull strategy, not a push strategy. There's mm -hmm. no need to go against the grain. I want them to flow with the grain so they All can right. start drawing attention. That's so good. And, you know, um, it's not even just the energy with, with other people. You know yourself, like when you're trying to be something else. And I was going through that towards the beginning of my journey as a creator. I've been doing yeah. about three, four years. And in the beginning, I was like, oh, can't really say that. Oh, can't really. And then one day I said, you know what? Screw you guys. You don't, want, you don't like what I have to say. That's your problem, not mine. And then I just started to be as authentic as I possibly know how to be. Yeah. And I still think there's a lot more work to do, Mary, because I think a lot of times we, I mean, I did write my autobiography 
photography. So I was very, um, very um, strategic and making sure I timelines my whole life and yes. actually went through each thing. It was very cathartic. You know yes. what I'm saying? And I found yes. myself. Um, I think I found myself. I say I think because there's still stuff in me that I know I'm not yes. tapping into yet. You know, do you ever feel that, Mary? Do you ever feel like there's there's something in you still that you still want to reach for? Oh, my God. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. if, if if I'm not growing every day, there's something fundamentally wrong with me. That's right. me. I, I that's that's me being dead. I mean, I am in. I am a massive, massive advocate of growth. Like, you know, mm -hmm. everything about me is all about self-growth. You know, I invest in. You know, my mind coach. I invest in books. I invest in audios. I. I mean, I am totally. You know, I invest in 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 understanding new technologies. You know, my my my. I've got a technology team. We're always always pushing the boundaries you know how can I do this how can I do this how you know this is what I'm trying to achieve let's 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 reverse engineer it and I think that if we don't do that we, we what happens let's think about this for a moment we are in a digital economy okay yeah. on one hand it's exciting on the other hand it's very scary and the reason I say that is because if we are not growing in the digital economy we will be redundant, I guarantee you. So we always have to be 10 steps ahead because the other thing around, you know, uh, uh, unpacking who you are as a brand and who and what you consult in terms of your internal inventory and commercialising that, that means that you can future-proof your career for the rest of your life because no one can take away your internal inventory. Yeah. And it gets better and better with time. It doesn't depreciate. We just don't know how to do it. That's our problem. But if we yeah. were taught in school that that's the true currency, could you imagine the world that we would live in? Yeah. Just think about that. Instead of being brainwashed and, you know, on all this nonsense that goes on in the school system, wouldn't it be amazing if we were taught that now children, your knowledge, wisdom and skills is the greatest currency yeah. that you can own? That's what you need to be focused yeah. on. What do you? What society do you think that we would be living in? Yeah. So what I say to my clients: you must understand that that is currency. So, so it's just, it's a play such a big, big role. Yeah. Well, it can't be taken away from you, right, Mary? I mean, you know, maybe your house or your car, whatever, can be taken away, but your wisdom and your authenticity of who you are cannot be taken away, except for Alzheimer's. That's the only thing that could take it away, or death. Well, Nina, right? the other thing is that also, can I just mention here that? You know, what do people buy from us? Realistically, it's very simple. Us. Yeah. They buy our wisdom. Yeah. That's what they're buying. Yeah. You, you ain't got wisdom. You, I can't bring anything to the table if I don't yeah. come from a place of wisdom. And one of my clients yesterday, she was saying, I feel a little bit intimidated. I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a think tank. They're all much younger than me. You know, what do you think? And I said, a younger, how much wisdom do they yeah. have based on experienced knowledge? Just putting it out there. She's like, well, no. Who holds the power? You or them? You hold the power. The client wants your wisdom. They don't care how you look, whether you're you're you know 21, you know, with the body of the year. They're not interested in that. They've they've got a problem. They need it solved. Right. Oh, I love that, Mary. I don't want to let you go. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So. I want you to make, I mean, this is such a great conversation, really. I, I really love the process of how you're taking people through this. I really, really do. I've talked to personal branding people before, but never at this level where they're taking people through this process. And that's amazing. Honestly, Mary, great work.
great work. Um, and I know I, I know that my <laughs> my listeners are probably at the edge of their seats. So you need to give us how they can contact you, follow you, you know, work with you, all that great stuff. So give us that information, please. Absolutely. Please feel free to email me, Mary at MaryHendersonCoaching.com. My website is MaryHendersonCoaching.com. You can get me on LinkedIn, Mary Henderson Coaching, uh, Instagram, Mary Henderson Coaching, and Facebook, Mary Henderson Coaching as well. Awesome. So good. Thank you, Mary, for being here with me. I appreciate you. Thank you, Nina. I appreciate you too. Thank you. Guys, you heard it, okay? Make sure that you follow this woman and work with her. I'm going to make sure to link all of her information below because you cannot miss this kind of opportunity, especially all of you out there who are coaches and consultants and service-based, and you really want to know who you really are so that you can show up as your best self all the time, which all of you know that that is a huge challenge when you don't know who authentically you are. So this was an amazing conversation. I'm super stoked. I want you guys to make sure you follow. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. You are the best, okay? I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com slash register, W-I-N-J-E-C-T.com slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you and I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaredit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until